0: It's Leland back with another episode, finally, super happy about that. Um, This is going to be the first, or like first inaugural, I guess, inaugural episode of where I have different authors that are like super cool and authors that I love with their, not only just loving their work, but also them as a person where I get to bring them on the show for a bit, talk for about 15 minutes about anything, whether it's live, doesn't have to be specifically books, but it could be like TV shows, pets, or just anything because we are human beings and we should be able to have some relaxed, conversations like we are able to just see each other and have fun with each other. So this is gonna be my first one. And today I get to introduce you to one of my favorite authors, Sarah Glenn Marsh, who is the author of the Reign of the Fallen duology. So if you haven't read that yet, you definitely should. And here we go. Enjoy our conversation. okay so Sarah I was curious to know about that show that you were talking to me about I think you said it was like the bachelorette and there was only one black woman that was a bachelorette on the show so far was that
1: correct that's correct but also she her name is Rachel Lindsay and she is wonderful but she's the only lead of color that they've that they've had. She's the only specific specifically the only black lead they have ever had. So there have not been any black bachelors although ABC has just announced that the next bachelor, Matt James, uh he is black and I'm very excited for his season.
0: No that's not that okay that I didn't realize that and that's a good point because I guess every time I see like commercials of it, I I never really thought about it because I guess it does kind of seem like the norm. That's what they always have. But that is such a good point that they've never had a, a lead of a different color for either show. So that is very, very, it's interesting. It's, it's disappointing. And also I hope that they're not just, um, picking this new guy because he's Black, you know what I mean? I hope that, I hope they chose him for another reason, basically, is my thoughts.
1: Oh, uh, well, me too. Um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it's coming from a place of actually tuning into what the viewers want to see, and hopefully what the viewers want to see is some different people from different backgrounds, from different cultures, from different walks of life, because, it, you know, it's the same thing with, with stories, right? I'm an author. I love books. I know you're an avid reader. And, um, you know, when you read stories, you want to experience someone else's life because those experiences make you richer. Um, I
0: agree. I definitely agree. And even, yeah, like, I feel like if you only stick with the stories of experiences that you know, it does get kind of dry and kind of boring. And it's, you know, for I mean, of course, I don't want to judge anybody's reading and what they like, but it is kind of interesting to see those that won't branch out to other different types of stories because the MC doesn't look like them, or the MC has a different um, culture from them, and you know, especially if it's a culture that has not been readily available throughout literature
1: or entertainment as well. So kind of my thoughts on that. (laughs) No, absolutely. And I mean, it it serves two purposes, right? Like you get to experience something that you otherwise never would. Like I'm an avid traveler. I'm sure there are places in the world I'll never get to go for whatever reason, financial or just life circumstance. And so you get to have that different experience and you also get to find commonalities with um, the characters you're reading about, even when they're from different backgrounds. And I think that also makes you a better human being when you can realize the ways that we are connected while also celebrating those differences.
0: Now, I, I, I totally agree on that, especially like um, on in one interview that I was watching for somebody, while the author was uh, Thai-American and the host was a uh, Puerto Rican-American, they were still able to relate on the fact that um, food is a big thing in both of their cultures. <laughs> so. They could appreciate how this story would incorporate different foods and how this was this food maybe had this meaning they also had like the scenes of the family making the food together so it wasn't just like here's the food it's like this is their family time this is quality time this is us making the food and passing that on from one generation to the next so that they can continue passing on that that culture that you know that tradition and I thought it was really cool because you're right, you know, different cultures, even if they're not of the same demographic, like, you know, geography or, um, like, race, yeah. they're still, they're still able to find some sort of common now.
1: <laughs> of
0: a guest appearance? Sorry. I may keep that
1: just because it was funny. Stop it! <laughs> oh. I require, that, I require that you keep it. That is amazing. Okay, I will.
0: <laughs> I have Excellent. no idea what they're barking at, but yeah, sometimes they're good. Sometimes, you know, they'll see somebody. I think it may be the mailman, actually, because, you know, they got to bark at the mailman.
1: <laughs> okay, so not to turn this into the pet's podcast, but because I am a pet person, okay. please tell me how many dogs you have, what their names are, and what types they are. Okay, so I have four. Um, yeah I have four
0: my only boy his name is Max he is I think he's going to be turning five in December same with his sister Nyla so they'll both be turning five Max has some like pitbull in him from the mother's side him and Nyla are from the same litter so they both have pitbull in them from their mom but Max looks more like a um,
1: hmm <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're trying to tell, tell me about themselves, I guess. Yeah, they are. They're very vocal.
0: <laughs> Nyla looks more like a Dober, or not a Doberman, like a shepherd. And then I forget what um, Max kind of looks like, but he's brindle.
1: So he looks,
0: I like calling him my little tiger cub because of his little oh, stripes. I love and it. then, thank you. And then the other two are also from the same litter, but a different litter from Max and Nyla and their sisters, so Hazel and Mia, and they look like they have a little bit more beagle in them, but I've never actually got any of them tested to see what breeds are actually in all of them, so they're oh, just, okay. yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering, I feel like I should do that so I can kind of see what's, you know, what makes them them, especially because I, um, I rescued them from Guam, like. Max and Nyla were actually from my aunt, so her, her latest, um, that was her latest litter. I knew I wanted a girl, so they saved me the last girl, which was, ended up being Nyla, and then I saw all the puppies, right? I was so excited, and then, um, I saw the rest of the puppies, and I was like, I want another one, and my uncle's like, take two, take three, and I was like, okay, 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 this is like, I can't take that much. (laughs) But um, Max ended up following me to the car, so I picked him up, and I said, well, I guess you're coming with me. So that's how those two came into my life. And then, um, like, two years later, so Hazel and me are going to be turning three. Two years later, um, on Facebook in Guam, there was, like, I'm always in these, like, these pet groups to kind of see who, what kind of dogs need rescuing or what's out there and stuff like that, who needs help. And Hazel and Mia were the last ones from their litter that were together Aww. that um, needed fostering and, and, and adoption. So something about them, like, because I, I am usually a sucker for puppies. Like, I, as much as I know <laughs> that, you know, I can't save them all, like, I'll always look at them and be like, oh, I wish I could. But something about seeing those two, and I was like, I don't want them to be separated, but, you know they grew up together. I couldn't imagine them being separated. So somehow I was able to bring both of them into my life, and now it is the four of us, or the four of them, with me and my husband, and we are the Brady Bunch,
1: <laughs> with all the I dogs. I love it so much, and as, as you might know, I also have four, so I understand that pack life, um, and I love it, uh, and I also wish that I could rescue them all, so I, I work, I volunteer for the Sighthound Underground, it's an international sighthound rescue, and I get to see the dogs coming in all the time, and Lady, the temptation is so great all the time. So we, <laughs> we got in recently these two sisters. They're elderly. They are both 13. They're borzoi with these long, fluffy white coats. And they're both diabetic. And I'm like, who would be a better mom for them than me? Um, they even use the same technology that I use to monitor my blood sugar. And I'm like, I could really do this. Oh, but, wow. <laughs> but we have a full house. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I love seeing your photos of all your dogs, so every time, yeah, and I love seeing them grow, and just seeing all the pictures that you have, and how happy they are, and how happy you are, so I, you know, I feel like dogs are so, they're such loving creatures and animals that you just can't help but love them, and it just really breaks my heart when, like, you know, circumstances may change, and someone has to get not, like, get rid of meaning, you know, something bad, but they just can't take care of their dog anymore, and yeah. they try to rehome them, and it just, it hurts, because, like, you know, yeah. I can't judge anybody for what's going on. It, it just, I feel like, for me, it just hurts more, because I understand that the dog may feel really, like, traumatized, or just, you know, like, questioning what happened, like, why am I not, like, my human anymore? What did I do? And, that breaks my heart. So, but I understand, you know, not everybody can, uh, not everybody can handle, you know, whatever comes their way and they have to make really tough decisions to move forward. So I can never judge anybody on that. I just, you know, I just have a, like a really soft spot for dogs, even though this is my first time actually being a dog mommy. Cause I've never like owned dogs myself before. So this was a really big stuff for me and I'm just so glad that they're healthy, they're really good. Like honestly, like if the I'm pretty sure if like nobody was around the house right now, like if there was no mailman, nothing being delivered, like you wouldn't have even heard them because they're really (laughs) just really they're really they're really good. And I'm just I'm so happy they're in my life.
1: (laughs) Uh well they're very lucky too. Um I can tell how much you love them. So they're they are also very, very lucky. Um that's fantastic
0: at least kind of switched to the dog topic which is cool because you know it's not we're not having to talk about any one specific thing but it was so nice to it's it's nice to meet somebody who loves their dogs as a family you know I, I I feel like um when I was growing up of course I wasn't I didn't have any dogs so for me it was really like I didn't understand, I was like, you know, mm-hmm. aren't they supposed to just be outside watching the house like in like in Guam, yeah. we usually use our dogs as guard dogs, so it's not right. like a it's not like a affection type thing. It's like we need to make sure nobody's gonna get the farm animals type of thing Like, in Guam. like a working dog, yeah, exactly, there you go, yeah, they're working dogs, so they're not inside, they're not like you know they don't have the same things that probably inside dogs have like a little bed or their toys and stuff they are just this is what they do they work but they're fed you know they're taken care of but it's yeah. not mostly affection so now that i have mine i totally get it now i'm like oh, i can i cannot understand how anybody doesn't see that they are family so now i'm like on the other side so I like oh, that. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's, you know, when I, so when we, we had four senior dogs um, that were our first four dogs that we adopted. And when the first of those dogs passed away, like it, wow. I mean, that is what changed my perspective on dogs. Like you, you talked about your perspective changing when you adopted yours. And for me, it was actually like losing our first dog that I, I realized like the depth of the bond like a lot of people don't realize you touch them more than you touch, like, most other human beings, (laughs) um, and there's something, like, they are such a deeply ingrained part of your life, um, I mean, so you touch them constantly, they look to you for everything, um, and so, yeah, it, it really rocked my world, and it, it showed me, like, how important it is to make time for them and to just, you know, like screw it, give them the, um, the banana or the apple that they want or the peanut butter ice cream or, um, you know, make time to go outside and play. And so it's definitely even changed the little things in my day-to-day where like now if I see that one of them wants to hang out, I hang out.
0: I need to do that more. Like I, I've been so slammed on so many things lately. I may add another one depending on how the interview goes today. So it's just like, I do, wow. I really need to take a, that step back and just hang with them, which is what I'm trying to do today. Like I had my awesome. doctor's appointment. I asked my my boss, I was like, I really like to just take the whole day off to kind of Um, you know, relax from that. I didn't know what else was going to happen today either. So I didn't want to like have to go into work and I'm still like messed up from any tests I had to do. But now it's like giving me an excuse to really just cuddle with them and relax with them. I I, I definitely agree. Like what you said, I'm honestly so scared for when that day comes, you know, when it's just their time to go I, like, I can't, I have to not think about it because I will just be so upset the entire time, even though nothing's wrong right now or like, you know, they're not yeah. old enough yet, but I'm just like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do when that happens because I know it's going to happen. It's like a part of life, but I just, I don't know yeah.
1: what I'm going to do. So. It's honestly one of the hardest things I have ever been through. And it has made me a more empathetic person to like literally anything that anyone might be going through. I'm just like, it's so weird how it's changed. Like, I'm a softer person now. Like, I never used to cry about anything. I can cry at the drop of a hat now. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's really something. Um, but uh, my best advice uh, for anyone who might be listening who is going to uh, lose a pet, like, if they know their pet is sick, here's my advice, okay? Get a canvas. I'm talking about a cheap hardback, like at Michael's, like the cheapest uh, big white canvas you can find. Get some child safe paint in a bunch of fun colors. Let your dog walk through the paint and run all over the canvas. Um, I made rainbow paw print uh, canvases with all of my babies that passed, um, and I'm really glad I have that. I had never thought to do
0: that. I'm going to have to remember that because that sounds really beautiful and, you know, that, that's unique. No one's ever going to be able to replicate that the same way and it's, wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it's a happy memory. Um, it's a fun, it, so when you see it, you'll also smile. It's a really cool thing. Definitely recommend that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll remember that for, I don't know when, but I, you know, I'll, I'll always keep that in mind because I really like that idea. Thank you so much.